You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, so this is take two. We uh, we just did a whole intro that lasted about five minutes. Just the intro, though, so we got lucky. Just the intro, and then I turned around to look at the... I don't know why, I don't normally turn around at that point, and noticed that my audacity was completely crashed. So, uh... We had, it was the most interesting discussion we've ever had. You unfortunately missed it, and we can't repeat it because uh, that would. So be- our before the after show discussion was about shipping and weather. It was. <laughs> it was. It was UPS shipping and how bad the weather is right now. Really windy outside, and the and fact shipping. that it's one o'clock in the morning at the moment. Yeah, and shipping is the qu- the comment from you was we've had so many packages over the years, and yet we rarely, rarely have anything that's really broken or really damage or anything and it's kind of amazing and i said i can think of three things where i've made a claim actually mm-hmm. to the shipping view because it was broken and always got the claim fulfilled actually so and then i made the comment what kind of what kind of damage are we doing to our planet possibly with all the cardboard and the shipping stuff to each other and humans got along pretty well for a long time without having a box delivered to your door with one DVD in it, but the box is big enough, as you said, for like 20 DVDs in it. And I wanted to make a point. If you do buy stuff off Amazon and your packaging is shitty, and I only noticed this this week, say you uh, buy a Blu-ray and it's in a huge box that would fit a frying pan in it, (laughs) because sometimes it is, you can go on Amazon.com, go in your account, click um, Rate Our Shipping, and it, there's a little tick box where you can say the box was too big or there wasn't enough bubble wrap or that kind of thing. So I would do that if you are, you know, because sometimes I look at you and say, well, that's shitty for the environment. Look at the size of that box. And in the bottom of it is one Blu-ray. It's a waste of time. Like, it's just because. When I would have to be the absolute advocate, uh, devil's advocate, and say, why are you even buying a DVD at all? You've made got a lot of chemicals, you've got lots of plastic, you're promoting lots of cardboard use for no reason when you can actually just download it digitally now. So, and when I download let's it digitally, just be clear. all the um, oil and uh, natural resources that are wasted to make the server the energy, run. correct. And so all basically, the... just live in a cave. And do nothing. And don't use any electricity. Just be born and then live until you die because if you do anything else you're screwed you're gonna have you're bad actually, impact yeah you're bad your carbon footprint immediately starts to then grow. again if you just die and you're just laying there i guess other things can eat you and uh, the environment can then like consume you back up again so that's it bottom line so bottom line <laughs> there's nothing don't else be born <laughs> right well that sounds a little political but uh think yeah yeah all right, so... Uh, All I'm saying is, at this point, if your box is 16 inches versus 12 inches, saying that that's uh, damaging our environment might be a little bit hypocritical. <laughs> so on that bombshell, we, uh, as Top Gear would say, um, we're going into our podcast this week. So it's Sunday, January the 22nd, actually, Monday, January the 23rd, but who's counting? Um, 2012, and this is after the show number 207. The movie we're looking at this week is Killer Elite... It's a Blu-ray release, a 2011 movie released on Blu-ray on the 10th of January 2012, so you can get it now in North America and other places around the world. It's a, its tagline is based on a true story. Mm. That's its actual tagline. Uh, it's a Blu-ray disc. It's Blu-ray, DVD, and digital copy. It's um, rated R, 
And it's from our friends at Universal, and you're going to give us the synopsis of this movie. First, I'm going to say, let's not say based on a true story. Let's say it's based on a book written by a dude, and nothing he has said has ever been confirmed whatsoever. So that's what it's based on. And second of all, I enjoyed it, I think, as much as... Uh... Oh, 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 oh. This, is, this is not the review. Oh, right. This is the synopsis. Oh, right. You can't give your opinion. Is what, what, <laughs> what is it about? What is it about? I, I, okay, we've only done 207 of these shows. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking now already for half an hour, so I'm ready to just say what I think. No. Uh, what is it about? Well, the name is Killer Elite. It is about... Um, a, uh, An elite like, bunch of killers. Yeah. It's, uh, okay, hitmen, obviously, government military agencies, um, politics in the Middle East from a British um, participation in something in Amman in what would have been, what, like the 70s or something, probably? Because it's set in 1980. Yeah, so, so it's like yeah. to 80. And so then there is um, some revenge. A conflict in Amman that happened in the 70s. Uh, when British But Britain kind agents. of deny that it, right. it was all undercover. And some great bad yeah. shit happened. And now there's someone in Amman who wants some revenge. And then there are these different factions of shady underbelly. There's yeah killers. And then there's killers for the government, maybe. Secret societies. Now can I make my comment that I like this movie? I enjoyed it at the at the height of how much a woman can enjoy a movie that's so pumped full of testosterone it would gag you. It's not a bad thing. I'm just saying at every turn, every corner there's something that is obviously man oriented all the way down to the unbelievably beautiful blonde farm girl in her farm flowery dress and her boots throwing hay on the ground and flipping her hair out of her eye. I almost laughed out loud. Although I liked her. That kind of stuff. And then some of the dialogue was... We'll we'll get to that, but... Well, I actually thought... I thought... And I've not seen a trailer for this movie. It was better than I thought. I'll add that. Only thing I've seen is the cover of the movie and it makes it look like a... To me... Uh, British gangster movie. That's kind of what it looks like. Like Lockstock or something like that. The way it's kind of done. But, obviously it's not that. But it is a British-based movie. Um, Lockstock cover looks very similar to that. Um, but that doesn't make me think of the movie of Lockstock. So. No, but I think of covers. So um, but so that's the only thing I could base it on. So I thought it, it's either going to be A, a Jason Statham... You know, he makes a lot of uh, where he kicks ass... Take no names. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's the action man, isn't he? Dun, 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 um, so I think it was going to be that. But then I saw Robert De Niro's like, well, maybe this is as more to it than that. Uh, and Clive Owen, who I think is quality myself, actually. I really like him. Um, so I came out of this movie because I didn't know what to expect. And I thought it was way more dense and story-driven than I expected. Because I expected... Do you remember when we saw The Mechanic mm-hmm. with Statham just a while back? It's pretty bang, 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 action, action, action. You know, shootout, shootout. This does have all that stuff. But it also, if you don't follow it closely, it has quite a dense storyline. Like a movie I'm going to recommend in the recommendations this week. Um, so I really enjoyed it for that. Yes, it's not a perfect movie. There's some really uh, there's some actors who are just doing really bad accents all the time. 
There's some actors who are not. You're talking act- about mutton chop boy. Yeah, yeah. There's some actors who are not acting very well uh, sometimes. I, I don't think it's Statham. I, I think Statham's actually quite good I at agree. what he does. Um, I feel like there's some dialogue that you know. Yeah, okay, it's very manly in contrast. Dialogue. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. in contrast to Drive from last week, where we said so little dialogue and yet everything was right out there for you to understand if you are tuned into it and no exposition really people telling you everything in this movie we have the opposite and even at the meeting with the old old fuckers around the table they have to say yeah it's a lot of exposition it's supposed to be casual conversation they're trying to explain who they are what they do what the past was in like this sort of like one line thing and you feel like I don't need uh, and it's real stunted like it doesn't fit and there were lots of those in different moments. And yes, the dialogue between the man and the woman, that whole relationship, is totally penis-driven. I mean, sorry, but there had to be penises in that room when they wrote this dialogue and that situation. It's almost unnecessary, that um, man-woman uh, situation, because I didn't buy it first off. and nope. second, off, not at all. I didn't think that he was going to lay everything on the line for a woman anyway. He didn't seem like that kind of guy. Like, seemed like the kind of guy who would have some women. There was never a special... So to me, it was kind of like superfluous. Almost Very. like, well, we've got to get a hot chicken here somewhere. That's what I'm saying. Because it really is a it's sausage It's a man yeah. drip. Yeah, absolutely. That um, she has no substance to her whatsoever. Now, <laughs> what I was really impressed by is the is set in a certain time period, uh, early 80s, late 70s, uh, well, early 80s, actually. 1980. Um, and they kept to it really well. Right, and I was yeah. looking very closely because it's very hard, I think, to do a period movie on a certain budget of film. And this movie, cleverly enough, had a lot of uh, aerial shots of roads and stuff, like uh, London... Paris. Paris. And I was looking, and I was, when you see them doing little car chases and stuff, everybody's in a 70s or 80s car, right? And I was thinking, when you see it from above, I bet you any money you can see a modern car somewhere, because obviously... Yeah, but wouldn't they just CGI that out? Well... There's so many cars in some of those above shots. I was like, wow, somebody must have missed something. But it was not. It always was... Now, the only thing that kind of took me out of the setting of the early 80s is Jason Statham's clothing looked modern sometimes. Absolutely. I actually thought that. Yeah, that, nobody he, else's, just and his. And him, he himself is, for some reason, there's no... It's he's a very mo- everything about him the way like he's- like obviously the other people even even Robert De Niro they'd made him look uh, with the clothing and stuff um yeah still kind of timeless though they yeah, felt timeless. but Statham there was one scene where he was wearing a hoodie a red hoodie and it looked like a hoodie out of today I mean I, I know some of today's fashion is a, a roundabout of stuff that came in the eighties. But to me, I was like, wow, did we go forward in time? Because it's like, what he's wearing there looks like what I've seen Jason Statham wear in The Mechanic, which was a modern day movie. Just the same shit, the jeans, the... so. Plus, he just doesn't carry the vibe of... And I don't know what that is. I don't know what I mean. But I felt very much like that. Like, everybody else was dragging me back to 1980, yeah. and he kept pulling me into now. Yeah. Because so, let's yeah. be honest, he always looks the same. Shaved yeah. head, scruffy beard-ish. And so, when there's nothing different about him, not even his mannerisms, the way he fights, the way he does anything, it's now, and I feel like a lot of the other stuff was very set in the time. Other than that, the, the I love how, when you go back to 1980, which is only what, like, 
30 years ago that the technology was so limited. Things you can't, you can't have a scene phones, on a cell phone. Everybody's yeah, in a pay phones. Phone. They had walk, uh, CB. CB radio. They had like the thing. In, now the thing in his ear and then the thing that he talked into, that seems a little too modern. But well, they then are again, military types. Right, so that would have been around in 1980? I would imagine, but like, not, not for a consumer, but they had access to Right, stuff. but other than that, I liked the way they handled the technology, even though they skipped pretty well. They kind of burst my bubble of that that deniability you do around a movie and go, okay, I'm just stepping into fantasy here. I accept everything that happens. Everything went just... It was a little too convenient to be like, we're planning this, and then boom, he's in the middle of a military base where you can't get in, and he's in the uniform, and he's he's snuck in, and there's no explanation, there's nothing. You're supposed to just buy it. Well, they it. are killer elite. Yeah, but to me, it loses credibility. Where Because I, I've had no build-up to their skills. I actually really enjoy... It's, it's kind of like a... Um, part of the story is there's three assassinations that have to happen. I kind of really enjoyed those three, how they were done. Yeah. Um, not giving anything away, but the first one, how he had something made, yeah. that was pretty odd. I was like, wow, who thinks of that? You know, like... Uh, and why is it hidden in the yeah, desert? Yeah, <laughs> um, Because they had it specially done. Uh, and two, uh, with the... Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't want to give it away yeah. to the... Um, I liked the inventiveness of, of each. It you just know. went a little bit too... But then again... And I'm not being rude, I'm not being sexist, but a man's mind might just go along for the ride. In my mind, maybe it's just me. I'm more like, okay, I've had no build-up to the skills of these guys, except for, like, maybe early in the movie you get, like, a one-off little thing that they're involved in. The opening scene. But that doesn't, that still doesn't build me up. They're pretty much the best at what they do, that's the idea. Yeah, but I'm not... I'm not given any reason to believe that except for that. And so I would like a little bit more. Even in, um, what was the name of that one movie with the chick? And it was kind of, uh, was it Losers? The Losers. The Losers, where for some reason, because it was a bit tongue-in-cheek and it was a bit over the top, I was convinced by how the method that they used that these guys were what what I'm trying to be sold on. And in this one, I just I had to just go, okay, they are. I no. guess I guess I'll just go for it because the one dickhead with the muttons. Oh my god! He, I want I wanted nothing more than to punch him in the head. He drove me freaking crazy. That was good though because that's makes you want to hate him. The deal of him, like there's no sympathy though. He's supposed to be a good guy, and you just I freaking hated him. Um, I did like the twists and turns, and I must say the action scenes were really well done. Mm-hmm. There's a fight between uh, two of the main characters. It's awesome in a hospital. That it's on a par with the barn fights. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, don't I like fight the, scenes. I felt the thing. I get worn down by them, Statham, but that was really Statham good. them sitting down having a fight. Yes, oh my god, that was awesome. Never seen that done before. Never. I, I mean, I've seen people... The, um... Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And Statham does his own stunts. Yeah, he does, you can tell. Which is like, it adds to it. I think me. both of them were doing that one fight. Yeah. I really did. That fight was... Awesome. Obviously, obviously, Bond's an inspiration for that type of up-close-and-personal fighting. We'd never really seen it before, Bond. Now other people do it. I think they did it justice. I not, disagree. Because just, in one of the Bond movies, they had the same kind of a Bond. fight. One of, in Bond, yeah. Um, you know the one I'm One of the about. later ones, though. No, early. From oh. Russia with Love. It was a very... In the train, when uh, he's fighting the blondie guy, and it's really up, really close quarters, and it's real intense. It's a little less 
big and campy and choreographed than a lot of the others. I mean, so this I one was like, insane. It, 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 it was it weapons, felt like, fighting. Yeah, and me, I'm, okay. an, I'm not a fighting, I'm not a big um, action scene with car chases and fighting scene person. I'm like, I get the point. Somebody's going to get the shit beat out of them. Okay, let's get on with it. But then sometimes I almost get lost in it. Like, oh, shit, that must have really yeah, fucking hurt. Yeah, you actually like, flinch when <laughs> exactly. something's coming for you. And I'm, and then in some of these fights, if they do it just right for me, I don't know who's going to win. I don't right. know who's going to come yeah, out and top. Yeah, you didn't in that, did you? That I like. Because a lot of movies, when you're watching, you just know, oh, no, he's going to get the shit kicked out of him from the minute it starts. I think that's why I get bored. Because I'm already there. I'm at the end of this five-minute sequence, like, okay, twiddle thumbs, twiddle thumbs, let's get done. But in this one, I was like, oh, he's going to, oh, no, he's going to, oh, crap. He could, is he going to kill him? Is he not, oh, you know, Definitely, so I, um, I felt really stimulated effective by Effective fight scene. And also some stunt scenes. There's one with him running across some roofs. Which yeah, really that was awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It does have its share of good sequences. There's a good car sequence with a lorry that goes, I mean... A, yeah, that seems a bit standard. I liked it. I mean, um, I liked the concept of what was happening, yeah. but visually it was pretty much something we've seen before. Um, <laughs> there, was one, there was one car chase, and it was during that fight that we just talked about. It, it it starts with a car chase. The car chase seemed like it went around a small cul-de-sac. I know it did. Like, <laughs> it goes around a circle, like but it was actually like he from... Drove, like, the front, like he's in the front of a hospital, he drives <laughs> around in a semicircle, and then stops and gets out of the car. I was like... <laughs> it was actually from one hospital to another. It was, yeah, but didn't it seem, <laughs> yes. if you're just watching it, I was like, why did he Like do he that? went out in the parking lot and... Was they... he trying to confuse him? Like, like <laughs> pretending to leave but come back. But yeah, it was from one hospital to another. But if you're not paying attention, I think you could think it's the same hospital. It felt a little contained, that. Yeah, it And did. it was kind of lame, that one. It was like... It was pointless, actually. It almost of, seemed pointless. Couple of crash... I mean, visually, I guess I think of. And, and tension-wise, there was just nothing to it. The fight that it accumulates in is much more interesting oh, yeah. than the, the car chase. Um, so, in... Overall, on the um, story and stuff, I kind of enjoyed it. I can't say I didn't. I thought I felt that it was a bit more intelligent than others, but then in other in others um, things, it felt not intelligent at all because it was real, like you say, beefcakey and yeah. like let's beat each other up and let's. I don't shoot feel each like other. it's intelligent at all. Well, I, I actually feel like liked it's the story. Boys playing spy. And in the real world, that shit happens too. Grown men who want revenge and want to blow shit up and we want to make loads of money. So we're going to the, um, um, kidnap people and we're going to kill people over here and we want to I mean, you know that agents. shit's got to go on. Though. I know, I'm saying though. But but why? Because why? Because why? Because there are men who want what they want. Yeah. And that's it. So to me, it's like little boys playing the game, but they're actually in the real world damaging and destroying things. So I just think when I'm watching something like that, there's no complexity to it. It's like an agency, an agency, and a personal fight, a war, some military stuff. And for what? For nothing but money and um, bravado. Like, there's really no deep reason. They're not saving the planet. They're not... You know what I mean? There's no... It's a revenge thing, actually. Right, and even that is only because of another bravado thing. I have to prove this to my people. I have to prove what? That I, you know, will avenge my sons, but... I, I actually liked all that. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a good... 
having people over a barrel basically at every turn somebody has to do something for somebody but then they've got this other person to it was all you know what you call that espionage like uh, I don't know I guess I just think ultimately it's for nothing like there's nothing at the end of it that's of any good cause whatsoever well there's no benefit no don't but there is well we'll talk about that after I guess but I don't see any other than the uh right um <laughs> what <laughs> right eh I wasn't that worried anyway yeah but still there's something <laughs> there's something to it all I guess there's motivation I guess and you see that gets lost to me because it's not it's not enough right it's not enough of a cause so well I I enjoyed it I do too it's definitely a man film though I think men will enjoy it more I um if you, I I felt like I got my money's worth. Yes, it's quite, I found it's a two-hour movie. I found um, it really epic as well. And you're yeah. going to say this next. Actually, I? that's one of the things I really liked about it. Like the Bond movies, like the Bond movies, where because they feel cool is because they take place all over the world. This really takes place yeah. all over the world. And in the credits at the end, it wasn't fake. They didn't yeah. pretend to be in Paris and use blue screens and shit. It was uh, green screens. It was um, really filmed on location in all these places. Oh, man... Paris, the UK. Where is Oman? The Middle East. I know. <laughs> That's a big place. <gasps> Excuse me. Crap. Um, but yeah, filmed all over these places. Um, and you feel it. Yeah, you do. Like in really interesting locations, definitely. Like the where the SAS training base is. Um, it definitely adds credibility to a movie in my from my point of view. Yeah, it just feels big, big. Like a like oh like some movies we've watched where it's supposed to be a big global thing and you only see this one area yeah. and you can never get behind the global thing, can you? You're kind of like, well... Not everybody's in danger here. Or a movie as far from this as you can get was Hereafter, but because there was in Paris and there, were, there was a, around as well. Or Babel. Going different places. Yeah, exactly. Because well, it has a... Babel's got a pretty but an international kind thing of. about it. But I mean, Hereafter isn't isn't that great of a movie, but I'm saying that thing where they do go everywhere and you get the vibe that it's a very grand scale, it makes the movie better to me. Yeah, so, you know, this is like a two-hour movie. I felt that it's full of action, definitely. In fact, there's action like every five minutes, I think. It felt like it to me. There's always another action scene coming up. Even if it was just a small one, you know, where they were surveying somewhere. It dreaded the, the relationship scenes almost, didn't you? Like... Um, there was, there's not much to them. Yeah. It's real brief. You, uh, you don't really see him. You don't really see much. Uh, I didn't really get her. She's sexy riding horse. She's sexy throwing hay on the field in her dress and her boots. She's sexy doing the dishes. Um, she's in a bed she's sheet. She's standing in her bed sheet in, in the light of Paris behind her. I mean, for She's walking sake, the streets. People. <laughs> not like a street walk. She's walking the streets of yeah, Paris wait, waiting for him to come. Yeah. Yeah, there, I, I personally, it felt tacked on that. In the real, if this guy, you know, the guy who, who this happened to or whatever, and he wrote a book, I don't know if there's a woman involved. Well, I, it's not I, him who wrote the book. Who wrote the book? Not that character. I thought it was Danny who wrote the book. No, it's the guy who got the, in near the end. Oh, the book was guy. it? That's actually the guy who uh, wrote I the see, book. I see, I see. Yeah. Well, that guy, I don't know if he wrote it, if he knew... I think it's just. I think stuck it was. It seemed Hollywoodish, didn't it? That. So uh, yeah, it'd be an interesting book to read. I think. 
but this movie probably tells you I that. I feel like all, it's kind of all bullshit. The well, no, there's got to be an element of truth to a story like that. Why? He just wrote a book and no yeah, one believes was, him. Yeah, but he was in the, uh, what was he in? SAS. I mean, it's got to be an element of truth, right? You're not supposed to say anything, but then yeah. can they stop you saying anything after the fact? They can say it's not real. <laughs> yeah. I just think there's an element to truth in to truth in anything. I mean, it might not be how it went down, but there's got to be something in it, you know? Mm. I mean, well, there is something in it. We did use the SAS to... Yeah. The old man thing, which you, if you look it up, it was fought by the SAS. And the SAS are not our army. They're undercover. They're an army, but they're not the... They're the army you use when you don't want people to know you're doing something. But it's the Secret Service, right? Yeah. So it's government. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're a covert army. Right. They're not just... Like, they're not very covert if everyone knows about them. No, but <laughs> they, people know about them, Secret but they don't know where they are. that they, everyone knows about You know, them. like when we deploy the army somewhere, that is told over the wires. Everybody knows that yeah. the army is deployed. Though that SAS, you don't know where they are. That's what I'm saying. So they're the kind of guys who are not allowed to speak about anything, but when they retired, why not? Like sometimes, Scott have somebody who comes forward and says something. So I kind of... I know it, I don't think it's completely true because some of it is kind of out there, but I think some of it must be. You know, um, I don't think any of the action or any of that. I do believe that if someone's son is killed in certain culture, that there would be some element of revenge. And beyond that, I think it's all bullshit. Bullshit. But it not. makes makes an interesting, entertaining movie. Yeah, I thought it was entertaining. I mm-hmm. I was actually one of those movies where I was thinking this is just going to be like. A Statham-ish. Yeah. I can take them or leave them, kind of. But I liked it a bit more than I do his stuff, generally. But there again, let's move on to the cast. Jason Statham plays Danny. I have nothing against Jason Statham. I hear a lot of people say, Jason Statham's kind of crappy. He just does the same thing all the time. That is true. He does just do the same thing all the time. But he's really good at that thing. It's like he's cornered the market in that thing. And I can't say exactly what that thing is. Looking like a tough man. I don't think he's cornered the market. He his actual, the actual, his demeanor and the way he fights seems believable oh, yeah, to me. Absolutely. He looks like he's somebody who could kick your ass. Like I don't. He doesn't seem like he's Hollywood in it. Oh, but it seems like somebody who's going to tackle you and have a fight. My only issue with him is, unfortunately, I've seen him in a couple of behind the scenes, and I've heard him talk in an interview a couple times. He seems really full of himself and takes it very... He trains um, like a motherfucker. I'm, I'm the star of the film, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. Not not overly arrogant, but still there's the element of that. And then when I watch him, that sneaks into my brain, along with the fact that as I'm watching him, and he plays all these kind of loner, very skilled, um, elite type of guy, and yet... When I'm watching The American with George Clooney, I believe there's depth behind that. I believe there's a man who who toils with good and bad and de- deep thoughts and philosophy. Jason Statham, even in The Transporter where he's got everything planned out, his life's all set, I feel like it's a very shallow, there's nothing else back there. And that's down to him. I don't ever feel like he's a brooding, thoughtful anything, you know what I mean? Right. So. I certainly think he's a good action star. Absolutely. Um, and he, the fighting turn. He looks the part. He, you know, he, he definitely. I, you know, there's some fighting in this where I was like, "Wow, you're, a human can really do that." That's 
the yeah man I was that like was wow awesome. how did somebody even do that like um there had to be it. some wires involved yeah there has to be wires <laughs> but I mean you could see he was doing it wasn't stuntman Jason Statham it's actually because you can really tell can't you generally yep. who's you when you see Jason Statham doing shit you can tell it's him so I, I admire that like uh, oh let me interject this real quick when I think about it. the looping in this movie is not great no um the the guy in the car at the beginning was terrible. Absolutely. Um, I'm not putting him down on the list. The guy who wears the hat all the time. Yeah, I didn't like him at all. No, I, I don't know if he's British or not, but he was it, the British accent was horrible coming out of him. And it didn't match and it was sometimes. Looped. It was And looped. his voice, I've talked about it before, where... I don't know. You know what I mean, but the contrast of the sound of his like voice it, and the yeah, atmosphere like around in that his voice is dulled compared to the sharp... Um, atmospheric sounds around you. It's because it, he's talking into on, one of these on. and then it's, yeah. then it's superimposed. But then it happens several times through the movie with different people yeah, as well. And, yeah, mostly from him. And I, I sometimes I, um, because it was looped and re-recorded, you could tell. And they tried to put atmospheric sounds over it to, to pretend it's not looped. Yeah, but it didn't work. Then you couldn't hear what he said. Exactly. Because it was muffled, like... And it was him, he was one of the main offenders. And every time he came on the screen, I was like, what the hell is he saying? I agree completely. Um, but, and he was also doing this corny accent. It seemed to me that that wasn't his accent. And I, I, th- I felt like he kind of he cheapened the movie, his character. I understand the, his motivations and stuff he were sleazy. He was kind of sleazy, yeah. But he himself, it just seemed very... I don't know. It wasn't as as um, gritty and stuff as the rest of it was. So I put the main people down here, and I didn't even put Morton Chops guy down because I don't know his name, but I know who he is. I oh, mean, do you? I never think I've seen him. before. Yeah, I've seen him before. He's an action guy as well. Um, but anyway, I put Clive Owens down as Spike uh, with a fabulous mustache. <laughs> He's got a good seventies look. Uh, one eye. Do you know what? This was a. Weird He's got a foggy eye. This was a weird thought that came into my head when I was watching, and he's got a dodgy eye. <laughs> he's got like a foggy eye and a normal eye. And somebody said, oh, you'll see out of one eye. I was thinking, this is what came into my head. This shows you how dumb I am. He couldn't watch a 3D movie. <laughs> he couldn't? He couldn't, no. I was thinking, <laughs> if he goes to watch a 3D movie, do, do he, does he get his money back? Because it doesn't work. Does he get a discount and don't have to get the glasses? Yeah, yeah that's what I that thought. That is a good point, actually. It is a good point, but what the hell was I thinking? I was like... <laughs> a, that's not real. <laughs> B... In the middle of what the context yeah. of the movie, that's a very funny thing. But yeah. there will be people in the world with one eye. Correct. So they shouldn't go to 3D movies because it won't work. Well, they can. Yeah, but it'll be all fuzzy. Like when you watch it without the glasses, that's what it'll look like to them. Even with the glasses on? Yeah. Yeah. No. Just yeah. dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be very good, would it? One eye and dark. Okay, so if you have one eye... And you're a movie lover. Let us know yeah. what it's what like. Do you, what do you do when a 3D movie comes out? And it's only in 3D. Because some of them are now. Just in 3D. What do you do if you got one eye? You go you and watch a dark it. movie with one eye? <laughs> or do you leave the glasses off and let it be all are you fuzzy? Are you going to start some kind of campaign to like help to the plight of the one-eyed people who want to watch 3D movies? Correct. <laughs> or... Now, there is a way. You know the 3D glasses in the cinema? This is really off topic. But if you take the lenses out and put them in the wrong eyes, you can watch a 3D movie, but not fuzzy, but not in 3D. Okay. It makes it so it's normal. But not, you know, not, you don't see the two images, but you don't see the 3D either. You just see a normal, but darker. So you're saying take the lenses you and lay them on the, top of each other? Correct. Oh, no, just take the... Why would it matter? If, you only have one eye. If the glasses got, don't know which eye they're on. 
They're different. This lens isn't made for your right for eye. Ch- yeah, it is. It can't be, because my right eye is different from your right eye. No, I mean, it's they're, they're made, the image is distorted, and they're made a certain way to see it. If you reverse them like that, it doesn't work. If you look, look at them the wrong way, it doesn't right. work. What I'm saying is... But that's only because of the combination of your two eyes together. Correct. Not because... One eye. We're a little off topic. <laughs> you said it had on Life Hacker the other day. If you don't like watching... If you want to go and watch a 3D movie with your kids, but the 3D gives you a headache, reverse the lenses in the glasses. You'll still see the movie without the blurriness, but it won't be in 3D. Hmm. That's what they were saying. That's to reverse the lenses. But anyway, off topic completely. So Clive <laughs> Owen plays Spike. I really like him. I actually like him. In We saw him in Trust last. That would be the last movie we saw. Yeah. Um, I like him a lot. We saw him and in there the were, movie. There were moments when I thought he was exactly right. Because he's sort of got a calm intensity about him. So he feels threatening occasionally. More when he's fighting or in the middle of an action sequence. But when right. he tries to talk tough... He loses me a little bit. Right. Because he just doesn't have... The threat isn't behind his voice enough sometimes. Or the something about him. But then again, I guess that could make him very effective as a human. If you totally don't see him as a threat. And then he comes and punches you in the head 50 times. If you times. think of the first Bond yeah. movie, that's pretty much what his part was in that too. Like he didn't... But he was creepy and sleazy and sneaky. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so that I could buy. But this tough guy thing, it's a little harder for me to... And then yeah. Robert De Niro plays Hunter. Um, it's kind of a bit of a bluff with Robert De Niro because he's right up there front and center, but he's not in the majority of the movie. Nope. He really isn't. It's and like it a... doesn't have to be Robert De Niro. No, and he is good. I mean, I liked him in this. I thought he did a really good job. And he has to do a really hefty action scene at the beginning where he's shooting a big machine gun and stuff. But he did well. Yeah, but he's just standing with a gun. It's not like he's... Yeah, but... He has an intensity still to him, I think. You know, I've seen him in a lot of com- We've seen him in a lot of comedies recent years. Not really in anything. I've seen him in two comedies. He's been in three Fokker movies, right? And he's been in... What was the other ones where he was in comedy? He's been in a couple of other comedies. Um, I haven't really seen him in anything action-packed recently. Have you? No. That's what I'm saying. And I was thinking, well, I've not seen him in anything like that as an older dude. Still. There's not a lot of acting involved. You're just a boy with a gun pretending to shoot somebody. I actually thought he was pretty good. Didn't, he didn't need to be in it. Someone handed you a fake gun and said, you go out there on the street and you're all going to pretend to shoot each other. You'd do just as good. Because yeah. you'd be into it. Well, I'm like, not yeah. talking about that. I'm talking about the whole thing. Where <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, he isn't in it very often. He only has like three talking scenes and in any of those he's just... I liked the what scene he where he talks to the girl, actually. His scene talking to the girl was probably the best scene with the girl in it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. It actually made more sense than all, all the rest of it. I felt... Seemed a bit cheesy. Yeah, but... I liked the... Um, you know, it's a, she's no relationship with this It put guy. me in mind of the diner scene with Gwyneth Paltrow and President... <laughs> What's his name? Uh, in Seven. The diner scene when he oh, yeah. she has him come and talk to her. It's similar to that. The older, wiser, experienced man talking to the young bro- the young woman who's you know in a relationship with this younger dude. It, re- it just I was like, whoop! I'm back in seven. And then the context, obviously, the conversation is a little bit different. But and the the love interest in this movie that we, uh, that we um I was just about to say a name and then I it went off. It's not a big deal. The love interest of this movie is um. Yvonne Stravowski and she plays Anne 
um, Australian lady. I've seen her in something before, but I can't really picture what it is. She's fine and everything. It's just that, unfortunately... It's just a, kind of a crappy part, that's all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never bought it. She's it just there to be unbelievably gorgeous, and that, obviously, the men in this movie, and probably men in real life, including yourself, potentially, think, oh, that's enough. She's a keeper because she's beautiful. She's worth dying for because she's beautiful. She also didn't... A lot of the women in this, and there's not many, but there are certain women. There's a few women in it. You know, um, mm. um, Clive Owen as, as a woman. In yeah. it. And, and there's also a woman in an office building. They look very of the time. This girl didn't. She looked modern to me. Yeah, because they wanted to make her look like the quintessential farm girl. Yeah. But then dress her up to be urban France yeah. Paris girl. She didn't look of that time, where others had been made up to look of that time. You could tell the outfits they were wearing. She just was kind of time. She was timeless. Yeah, so um, this is directed by Greg McKendry, who hasn't directed anything else at all before. I think it's a pretty good first Pretty thing. good, yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot going on in this movie. There's a lot of locations. There's it. Do, it's not a cheap movie. Mm-mm. It's very, very solid. delicious, very detailed... Nice locations, you know, some decent actors, some could argue. Can't be cheap to uh, get all those cars and all those vehicles. No, it's just, it's time. definitely not, it's not, you know, sometimes action movies are a bit on the low budget side, you know, they're all about the action sequence and the rest of it's kind of skimped on. It's not on this, I don't think. You know, and especially keeping to that time period for everything is hard, I think, in a movie. You know? Yeah. Making sure the whole street looks like a 70s street. The the making sure everything does. Don't ever fall out of that. Apart from um, Statham's clothing occasionally. But you know, and I, and we were alive in those times. We know that <laughs> things didn't look like that. We were alive. That's why it stands out. I think. Um, so Blu-ray Blu-ray is looks good, sounds good. Apart from that looping issue with the yeah. end. And that's not the Blu-ray's fault. No, but the the, the Blu-ray extras are not very many there's just deleted scenes and that is it okay to me that's nothing so to me there are no extras on deleted scenes no longer count there's about 12 deleted scenes I know no longer count as an extra one of them was pretty I liked a couple of them I won't spoil them but there is a couple of good ones there's one with a fight sequence that is completely missing from the movie with um, Clive Owen uh, more oh, of, I didn't like that one more of a all. torture sequence than a fight sequence because the was, guy doesn't really I'm fight. glad it wasn't in there um, there's a couple of others that I like too but that's all there is. And this movie, you know, with it, the, there's real people to talk to. Obviously, the guy who wrote the book to talk to. So that's why I think if you don't have an actual true story to back it up, that's probably why you're not going to pursue that. Right. Well, there's nothing on this disc. Nothing. No commentary with anybody. You know, this this guy, it's his first director di- directorial debut. Would have been interesting to hear a new director talk about working in the film. None of that. Nothing. Plus a new director talking about working with three of the most famous men in yeah. movies today. For his first Arguably. movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's nothing apart from these deleted scenes, which, like you say, they're all right, but... It shouldn't count scenes. as an extra anymore. Deleted scenes because they're stuck on a hard drive somewhere and somebody just goes boom, 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 copy and paste. They're all finished. The they're, not like, yeah. oh, they're not like rough prints or anything. They're actual full-on scenes. They could be in the movie. I think with those kinds, they were in the movie. Right. And then they do their test groups, and then they do their dailies, and then they just chop it out as time goes by. That's what I think. Plus, it was two hours. Yeah, it was long So to they start. had to lose something, yeah. So that was what, what extras there is. There's um, a DVD and a digital copy. But that's it. Um, so, 
to me, it's not like a movie that I would buy or anything, but I did enjoy what mm-hmm. I watched. Um, I, I do think it needed some extra stuff. They just, I think you know, of it as like a good Friday night flick, you know? Hey, man, let's watch a movie. And then yeah, you can go more like, of a oh, flick than a film. Absolutely. You go like, holy shit, there were times when I was like, oh, my God. And then when he broke the table and the wife had already bitched at him, I'm like, oh, she's not going to like that. I yeah. mean, you just feel like you're a little bit compelled to react to some things. And but, that's rare for me. But it's not a bad movie, by all means. Mm-hmm. If you're like a fan of action and, you know, some people hate Jason Statham, you're not going to find anything no. Different here. If you, if it's you not going to win you over. No, but if you like action and you like, you know, a, you have to think a little bit. It's it's on the lines of, it's not as good as Jason Bourne or no. something like that, but it's it along those, it's that genre of stuff. If you like that kind of movie, you would probably like this, I think. And um, it's, it's pretty quality all the way, that's what I'm saying, apart from the odd hiccup here and there. Obviously, it's not a perfect movie. My only thing is, without spoiling anything, the original reason, right, over here, of the... <coughs> to get the boom, boom, boom done. I'm like, fine, just do it. Why does anybody give right, a shit? Well, it, well you, <laughs> you know what I mean, that, though. Yeah. What I mean, though, is like, then you just layer all this stuff on top that, to me, gets a little bit convoluted. You see, I never once felt that on this one. It but then never, Star Wars it never lost me. It never <laughs> lost me, ever. Like, the plot was actually really well constructed, I thought. It didn't get, like, hokey or, or, or what the hell, who's that guy, who's this guy, who's that guy. I don't think it did. I, do, I got lost a couple of times. Whereas a movie that I'm going to recommend in recommendations, I did get lost a couple of times. Cause I'd it have was to see the, it again. Um, but this one, I never got lost once, which was, which is credit to the director and the editor or whatever. Um, so, uh, thanks to Universal, uh, I recommend it. To a certain audience. It's not for everybody. It's not for romantic comedy type people. I agree. So what's your opinion on this? Oh, you weren't asking me. (laughs) What do you mean? What's your conclusion? That's what we do here? Oh, I thought I said that. I said I enjoyed it, but it's the... It's... It borders on a little bitch too much uh, penis action. I think most guys would... (laughs) Dig it. Penis brain. <laughs> yes. I think British guys would dig it a lot. Right. Especially. You know, because I'm British, and it's obviously a British at heart story. It's a lot of British sensibility to it. Yeah. You know, so if you... There's not a lot of depth for me. I think British... It's a very niche audience, British guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're a woman and you enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I just you could feel the the the. I'm not denying it's made for blokes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's guns, which isn't a bad thing. It's awesome mustaches. <laughs> it's beating people up. Shitty attitudes. Yeah. Now the one thing with the paintbrush that annoyed me. I don't ever want to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> that right. was just cruel. So, um, yeah, that's uh, Killer Elite, this week's review. Um, you can catch... Uh, there's some contests on ascully.com. Go to ascully.com. we got a couple of contests, three contests at the moment. Just click on the word contest. Do you think they got that? See, everyone with their pencils and pen go... What did you say? A-S-C-U-L-L-Y dot... What? There you go. You've uh, made it easier to... Um, so, yeah, you can go there, enter a contest. Next week's Blu-ray review will be uh, Rachel Weiss in The Whistleblower, um, which is... Another 2011 movie uh, on Blu-ray. So we'll be reviewing that next week. 
Um, our, what's our game that we play every week here? Write that line. Are you going to make some game show music to go with that? Write that line, write that line, write that line. Did it, did it, did it, did it. Write is spelled R I G H T. All right. And the premise of the game is. One of us says a line from a movie, a very famous line from a movie, and the other one has to guess if that is the correct verbiage or if it is incorrect. Because you think you know these famous lines from movies, but do you? All right, so I'm, I'm going co- to write that oh, line. I have to uncover it. Hold on. Okay. All right. I'm gearing up. I'm rubbing my, my brain. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. The line is, I won't tell you the movie, because you can probably guess the movie as well. The line is... Wow, that's really small. Hey, don't knock masturbation. It's sex with someone I adore. Why would I know that line? That's not a famous line from a movie. Yeah, it is. It isn't? It is for me. (laughs) Oh, right. Uh, It isn't for me. Hey, don't knock masturbation. It's sex with someone I adore. Do you want me to tell you the movie it's from? Yes. Annie Hall. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that line. I do. That's my most famous line from that movie. Right. Is it right or is it wrong? That is the that is the question. Is that the line in the movie? Right. That's why we call it write that line. I say it's right. You say it's right? It is wrong. Oh. The actual line is, hey, don't knock masturbation. It's sex with someone I love. Oh. But see, I don't even know the line. Right. Well, I, I'm surprised you don't know that line. That's probably no. the most famous line in that movie. The one that people... Yeah, but that's not a thing fa- To me, that's not like... It's an Oscar-winning movie. I know, but it's not like we're not in Kansas anymore, or... Oh, I thought I didn't know there was... I didn't know it had to be, like, super iconic. Well, I didn't have any rules, but... Just so you know. You're wrong, that line. <laughs> I wronged that line. <laughs> you wronged it. I just didn't catch it. You okay. wrong, I wronged it, and you kept <laughs> made it more <laughs> All right, so movie recommendations for this week. Based on Killer Elite, I am going to go with Body of Lies, a uh, Tony Scott. Is it Tony or Ridley? It's Tony, isn't it? Ridley. Oh, is it Ridley? I think so. Body of Lies, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Very similar lines of Killer Elite. Obviously not British, but that kind of espionage, spy, slash undercover operations. Russell Crowe got fat. Uh, yeah, revenge story. It's actually good. It is really good. Uh, so, Body of Lies and Ronin is my second one. Um, Robert De Niro. Uh, also, Leon. Leon. twists and turns. Revenge, undercoverness. I don't remember the story at all. I'd have to see it again. It's really good. Really, really good. Yeah. So, both of those really fit with... In fact, while I was watching this, those two instantly... And I was like, I'm not going to forget those. Those are the two. And mine are... Just because this is what I was thinking most of the time. And unfortunately, comparing in terms of, hmm, did I like those better or this one? And I'm going to say Bond movies, Born movies. That's a lot of movies. And then I was trying to think, is there a, a woman movie where the woman is the one who's the loner, the super trained, she's prepared for any battle, she's every, you know, she's like the... The uh, Nikita. Yeah, but I never saw that one, so I say salt, because I find that to be actually really, it's not great, but the more I reflect on it, I actually like it more, so I'm going to say salt. There we go. S-A-L-T. And they're making a sequel to salt. I liked it, actually. What other female lead movies do we have where the woman is Hannah, Hannah. obviously, that's one of my favorite movies, actually, in a long run, time. Run, Lola, run. 
Yeah, but she's not a trained... The fifth element. No, they're not trained, like... I'm not talking about just women in a movie. I'm talking about this. Resident like, Evil. If this wasn't Jason Statham, but a woman. Resident Evil. Pretty close to what I'm talking about. Yes. Something like that. But that's a little too kitschy. But, you know. Some of the really intense woman. La Femme in, Nikita's... In the same kind of... Oh, really? It, Hannah and La Femme Nikita's sh- share a very... You know? Mm. The original Luke Besson La Femme Nikita. I've never seen it. You should, because you probably like it. It's... It's Hannah and that share a lot of similarities. You know? It's yeah. that kind of vibe, you know? Very well-trained, can-do-anything, strong woman. But trained against a will kind of thing, you know? Which is what Hannah is. Right? Laura Croft. But then again, you know, it also borders on a little bit kitschy. But... Yeah. Alright, so games and Ace Scully stuff this week. There's not been any games uh, <laughs> for the last month. Because it's that time of year. Christmas has ended. Nobody's buying games. New games are on the horizon. There's some on the 30th of January, so... Um, and then there's a, quite a few in February. But nothing this month at all. So, in the meantime, what happened this week is the 3DS... Um, they let you download demos for the first time on the 3DS, which is an interesting development, because why not? Why couldn't we have demos on the 3DS? Uh, there is a... Like... When you download a demo on the 3DS, and there's only one so far, and it's for the new Resident Evil game, of all things, which is awesome. It's going to be a good one. It's the actual next step in the Resident Evil um, story. Oh, not like an old rehashing? No, it's like a brand new story on the 3DS. Uh, And they give you the demo of it this week, which is... It's about ten minutes of gameplay. It looks incredible. It's in 3D. Um, It looks just like the last Resident Evil, Resident Evil 5. Really, really awesome graphics on the 3DS. Um... The trouble is with the demo is you can only play it 30 times and it self-destructs, which is interesting. Why would you want to play it 30 times? Um, I, this from a person who looks at, listens to that and says, why? I've used 10 of them, 10 of the, 10 of the uses so far, right? Because um, I did play it. It's got a couple of different difficulty levels to play it on. Right. And I was looking for some of the secrets because there's secrets and stuff in there. So I, was, I just fired it up to look at it a couple of times. Is you know, time out? Um, no, it doesn't time out. You could literally leave it switched on. And if you, as long as you don't go back to the dashboard, that counts as one play. I guess you could switch it on once and just never back out of the game, right? And just stick it on but the I mean, charge. how do you get to the end of this demo? Like oh, it does end. Or something? It ends when, when you get... It's it's a certain chunk of the game, and when you get to this a certain door and open the door, it says, thanks for playing. Okay. And that's where it ends. Uh, so if you don't go there... So why would you want to do that 30 times? Um... I don't know, maybe you'd want to show your friends the demo, maybe you'd want to, you know, uh, you could get to that limit. I just don't, I mean, it's a demo, it's only a certain chunk of the game anyway, why not let you play it as much as you want? I mean, if you like what you see, you're eventually going to buy the game, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the idea of a demo. They, no, they have control issues there, Nintendo. They really do, <laughs> and it's, nobody else does that, it's a weird thing for just for them only. It's the first demo they've made available. There's going to be more demos over the next few weeks. I think the next one's going to be this new Cooking Mama game. They're doing a demo of that. Um, by the new, it's called Resident Evil Revelations. It takes place on a sh- cruise ship with zombies. It looks fantastic. It's the gameplay I love. The Resident Evil Four and Five, the th- over-the-shoulder 3D looking, where you see your character and you don't move like a tank spinning around and stuff it's the actual proper movement like a first person shooter 
looks really good. I'm excited. It's amazing that they can bring you a full console-style game on a handheld nowadays. Everything. Voice acting, cutscenes, video, intro, the whole lot. You know, it's not... There's no differentiating between, oh, that's just a shitty little handheld game. It's like a full game. They're saying it's a 15 to 20 hour story. You know, it's just the same as buying a console version of it. So that is out. And it was Resident Evil Day last week in Japan. So they had a big conference. And that's when that demo got put out. But also they announced on that day, Resident Evil 6 is coming this year. Which, I, they showed you the trailer. It looks bananas. And Six? Yep, the sixth one. I've not even seen five. I don't think you've seen four. What games? The trailer movie? No game. Oh right. Well, Resident Evil Five was the last Resident Evil game, which was awesome. I played through it three right, well, times. There were three movies, so I thought you were saying there's six four movies. movies. Oh, what's the fourth one? Revelations, which I have coming to me soon. Right, I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, no, not Revelations. What I'm talking Afterlife. Mm. The last one we saw was the third one in the mm-hmm. desert. Yeah, I've, the new one's coming soon. Um, but anyway, games, talking about it, not movies. Uh, Resident I know, I'm saying it sounded like you were talking about a Resident Evil movie. Resident Evil 6 is coming this year. The even, game. They even give you a release date. The 20th of November 2012, Resident Evil 6. Um, takes place in Raccoon City, where it all began. Uh, you play as Chris. Like, two of the main characters from the... Chris and Leon. Leon from Resident Evil 4, Chris from the original Resident Evil. Co-op with a friend... Looks amazing. You, it, it, the camera pans out. The whole city's full of zombies. There's what big, console? All consoles. Mm. All the you know PS3, 360, Wii U possibly if that comes out around then. Um, looks really good. I didn't know it was going to be this year. We played Resident Evil Five a couple of years ago. I didn't think Resident Evil Six was that far ahead, right? But so on this Resident Evil Day, they announced that they also announced a new Resident Evil movie with Mila Jovovich again. That'll be Resident Evil 5. Um, they showed the trailer to that too. So it was Resident Evil Overload this week. Can you see why I was confused? You just said they showed the trailer for Resident Evil 5. And before you said they showed the trailer for Resident Evil 6. So in the game world we're up to 6 <laughs> okay. and the movies we're up to 5. Okay, right? okay. Uh, we're, we're not up to 5 in the movies yet because 5 doesn't come out till the end of next year. Who's directed year. by? Same guy. Her husband. Miliovich. Yeah, husband. Always. Um, all of them. Uh, but yeah, we will... We haven't seen Resident Evil, the movie, number four, because we never got it, and it's been out for a while. I actually managed to snag a copy this week, very cheap, when I, I, I was looking for a, of all things, I said to you, I own Transformers 1 and Transformers 3, and I'm a fan of Transformers, but I didn't really like that middle one, and it's called Revenge of the Fallen, so I don't own it. Uh, and I've, it's been out a long time now, right? Because we're on the third movie. So I, I was looking on eBay for the second movie. And there was a guy selling the second movie, brand new, for $3 on Blu-ray. So I picked it up. And at the same time, I found that Resident Evil movie for $3 on Blu-ray. So I got both. So we're going to have a special extra screening probably next week where we watch Resident Evil. Not for a review, but we'll just watch Right. It. It's a funny thing, that, <clears throat> what you just said. Um, I didn't like the movie. But I wanted to buy it on Blu-ray, so I have all three. Yeah, I actually want to watch. A hoarder attitude. No, I want to watch <laughs> all three again. Yeah, but you could watch it by watching it on something else digitally. No, right? I, I want to watch it and, and see the whole. I want to see it all on Blu-ray. Like, uh, I just, yeah, I just got the third one this week uh, for for review, actually. So, I want to see all of them. Um, 
So I, I picked up... I wouldn't have paid much for that yeah. second one, but three bucks for the Blu-rays. Seemed How much easy. was Resident Evil? Three bucks. Oh, nice. Because it's been out Are they legitimate? Yeah, they're legitimate. They're just old, old titles. I mean, Resident Evil 4 came out a year and a half to so you're two saying years if everybody ago. waits a year or two, then you'll get really cheap Yeah, videos. really cheap because there's so many of them on there. The Resident Evil... Um, sorry, the Transformers was a used copy, but it was used in mint condition, so... Hmm. If it's not in mint condition, I will send it back. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's everything for this week. Like I say, no games being played apart from that demo of Resident Evil, which I played a few times. But yeah, there are games on the horizon coming up. So, Sintar, what's for dinner this week? We'll go back to games. I think I might fire up a new uh, Sims game this week. Build, new... build me some new Sims and a new house and a new world. You should. It's on your laptop, right? I should. What's for dinner, you say? Uh-huh. I am going to make some... Stew with cubes of tofu, which will be lovely browned and, you know, kind of like pan-fried tofu with the tomato kind of stew with sweet potatoes and whatnot, and some french fries, and what else did I say? (laughs) Mushrooms on the side, and I made, not homemade, but I got a can of the kind of crescent roll dough things, and unrolled them, yeah, but the cheap ones, Um, and I had already bought a can of almond paste or something it's like gel tastes quite good it's sugar and almond it's not marzipan necessarily but it's just almond and sugar all ground up together yeah mix it with jam it tastes really good right and i smeared that on the inside then rolled them up and then baked them and i got some almond dream ice cream which is not dairy it's almond milk made into vanilla ice cream so that is our dessert and just to interject here we're still watching celebrity big brother it actually ends Michael Madsen's still in. Michael Madsen for president, I said. No. Mr. Blonde. And he is blonde. No, because I'm telling you now, any motherfucker, pardon my language, calls me honey to my face (laughs) in any condescending manner is going to hear about it. He calls everybody honey. I don't give a shit. It's condescending. Uh, Unless it's a waitress in a bar, in a bar or a cafe where that's, she's just being friendly. I don't mind. But if a dude does it in that, okay, honey, okay. Oh, here's, here's Michael Madsen. Okay, honey. Okay, honey. I hear what you said. Okay, honey. That's enough. Yeah. Makes me want to smack him. I'm not going to make the joke about that accent, but uh, <laughs> that was not Michael Madsen. It was like that's, Al Jolson. That's how I, that's how I hear Michael Madsen with this like, <laughs> Like he's on, like he's got somebody's cranked down his speed and his volume and his grittiness. He's got a very deep voice. He does. Other than that, he's okay, I suppose. Um, my other thing is my advice to the world, okay? Don't deny reality. Just don't deny it. Don't cover it up. Don't pretend it isn't there. Don't fluff it up. Don't pretend everything's a happy ending and everything's great and perfect and wonderful and positive because it isn't. You can have a balance, but don't pretend reality doesn't exist. That's it. All right, so thank you for listening to the show. <laughs> I want to remind you about our website, sayscully.com and sitar.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, basically the internet. That's where you can catch us. What I just said there, that is the gem of the entire podcast. If someone listens and hears just that one line, they're gonna, their life is going to change. You can also catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the RSS Music Store. No, the RSS Music Store. Is there, <laughs> there should be. 
the RSS feed. Just click on the word podcast on com. You will be able to subscribe with any podcatcher available, or you can use iTunes by going to the iTunes music store, typing in A Scully. You will find us. We're called the A Scully Cast after the show. I wonder and if anyone's ever written a review. You never even look. We said that last week. No, I didn't say that. I asked you if you looked. And I said no, because I will not install iTunes. You don't have to now, right? You can go to the website. I have, hmm. I have not figured it out. <laughs> So um, you can email feedback to me at ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. If you want to enter any of our contests, go to the contest page, answer the question, and email that answer to that question to contest at ascully.com. That's contest at ascully.com. Um, you can also... That's it, actually. I have, stay, a couple of, I have a couple of kind of cute uh, stay classy, videos Jason on Statham. YouTube, by the way. If you want to see me cute. eating some cute... Kind of cute. I'm kind of cute. What does that mean? I'm kind of cute where I'm eating the pickled okra. Kind of oh. cute. I think. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes, stay classy, Mr. Uh, Jason Statham. I think Jason Statham should have had a mustache in this. Uh, Is he classy? Uh, he's not classy, but I do think he does what he does. I quite agree. Well. I agree with that. Yeah. And I'm going to say think for yourself, people, because if you don't think for yourself, someone will come along and do it for you.